Broadcasting from the business capital of the world, this is the Podcast Business News Network. Whenever you hear this word, right away it brings up a, a positive vibe. The word is zen. What does zen mean? To a lot of us, it means relaxed, peaceful, calm, truly at peace with ourselves and our life. I found your Zen's compass, and he is somebody that offers whole body healing from Reiki to Chinese herbal medicine, energy healing, yoga, and breath work, and so much more. So if you've been feeling a little out of sorts, maybe life isn't what you think it should be at this point, let's go to the compass. Yeshua Dupree joins us on the program. Welcome. How are you doing? Doing great. How are you doing today? Very well. Very well. Looking forward to to talking about a lot of the stuff that you offer, um, which is unique in that not everybody does what you do. There are people, there are Reiki masters, there are people that do yoga. You add a lot more to it, Chinese herbal medicine, uh, of course, energy healing. What are you hearing now from people? What do you find that generally people are dealing with and what are they telling you why they, they, they need some healing? Most people are just tired of trying the one-size-fits-all that they've been running into with larger society. So when you listen to the media, it's always about some sort of new medicine, some sort of new faddish diet, all these other things. Well, people are tired of trying that, so they're looking for more holistic answers, and what they've done for a couple of thousand years in certain cultures still works today. I'm glad you said that because a lot of people may not realize that Reiki has been a, around for quite some time and it's 2024 and we're still talking about it. So it must work. I can tell you for sure. I, it took me a long time to jump into it. I would help people market Reiki, but I never really, I guess I never, this, the, 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 the teacher showed up when the student was ready and I was ready and what a difference it made. Uh, every every single time, and that that's virtually. Um, let's pivot over to Chinese herbal medicine. Very unique. Um, if somebody's not really sure what that is, how would you explain it? Chinese herbal medicine is something I'm still kind of learning as well. I'm apprenticed with one of the places I work at, and so it is using different roots, herbs, um, and you consume them on a daily basis for a, usually it's forty days, mm. and it's just utilizing the medicinal properties that we've come to look for in prescription medications. Well, all of that's just refined from a natural root, a bark, a spice, some herb. And so you're just getting the original natural version of it. So I have to tell you, I've never heard about the 40 days. Um, and, and even, you know, jumped into some herbal healing uh, mm -hmm. with somebody uh, um, I met recently. Uh, a Native American, but I, I wasn't aware about the 40 days. Tell me tell me a little bit more about that. So that's something I found is very common. If you get Chinese herbal medicine remedy prescriptions, they're normally prescribed to you for either 20, 60, or, or it's, uh, 40, 80, or 120 days. And what I was explained to me is 40 days is considered a cycle. It's the natural rhythm of the body. It's something that popped out of Ayurvedic medicine as well. And I noticed it paralleled in Chinese medicine. And so it's a mandala, which is the cycle. And so taking something for 40 days allows your body to get a full root, um, full rejuvenation cycle with the medicine in your system. Wow. Okay. And when we say medicine, is it, 
uh, a tincture under the tongue and also swallowed? Is it both of those? It could be a tincture. It could be a tea. It can be a capsule. Mm. It truly varies on how you want to consume it because turmeric teas, uh, different types of root teas, lotus roots, and different things like that also make for a tincture or a tea depending on how you want to consume it. Have you noticed some changes in your life since you started doing the uh, herbal medicine? Um, my cravings for sugars and different things went away. Um, I was less inclined to have headaches and other issues that I was regularly fighting with, and medicines I would take would run me down, whereas the herbal remedies, the Chinese medicine, didn't leave me feeling heavy and didn't have nearly the side effects I usually ran into. I'm glad you said that. I totally forgot about uh, side effects. You know, traditional medicine uh, has side effects, usually when it comes to herbal remedies, not so much. Very minimal. Usually mm. the side effects come with either overconsumption or if you already are having an upset stomach and it's helping to get your stomach right, you might have a little more of a rough journey ahead of you for a few more days. Gotcha. Uh, want to talk about your journey in getting involved in all of this uh, in terms of healing people. How did that begin? So my family, I was very spiritually open to begin with. My mom was into Reiki. My grandfather, I learned very recently, was a Reiki master. And so this was something that was kind of steeped in my childhood that I didn't really was aware of that was there. Later on in time, as I started to look around and see I was having issues with alcohol, issues with prescriptions, issues with pain in my body just from years of wear and tear on my body. It, I was looking for something that would work. I've tried everything else. And so the spiritual side really started to showcase itself. Um, that is what pulled me into Reiki. And then from Reiki, my Reiki master introduced me into acupuncture and Chinese medicine. And then that person introduced me to Ayurvedic medicine. And along the way, I picked up yoga in between. Wow. So you had no idea that you had a, a close relative that did Reiki? I had to ask you, how did that all how did that come to light? That's pretty cool. Um, whenever I just told my family I would like, I'm going to go get my Reiki certification and attunement program uh, and become certified to become a practitioner myself, that's when they started telling me stories about my grandfather that I didn't know. He was an Army veteran himself, and he found the spiritual medicine path just kind of like what I followed. Wow. What would you say was your aha moment when you realized any of the modalities that you, you work with and help people with um, was so impactful? You in, in general, was there a moment where you said, wow, this is it. This is good stuff. Uh, it was when I dropped about 100 pounds in wow. six months and reversed most of the pain in my body. Um, I was medically retired from the Army, and so I had serious injuries in my feet, ankles, knees, hips, low back, and I couldn't run, jump, move very well. And just all of a sudden, when all the pieces came together, I just suddenly rapidly healing, and that was that aha moment of, I look in the mirror, what happened to the guy that was here a few months ago? I don't even know what to say. Wow. Um, <laughs> amazing. Congrats on that. That's that's. Thank you. Amazing. Now, what what did it for you? Was it Reiki? What what changed your life? So, Reiki was the initial thing that changed my life because it was being open to something that I personally was very hesitant to in the beginning. Reiki 
in essence or is inherently something subtle, it's subjective, it's a feeling, a sensation, an intuition. And so a lot of people I've run into, they have hesitation because it's not real is oftentimes what they express until they have experienced it themselves. And that was my aha moment because when I got a Reiki session, I felt the benefits, I felt the changes, I felt the healing, and then it just started a cascade for myself. Yeah, and and I know exactly what you're talking about. I, I had Reiki uh, for the first time about three years ago, and right away, I, I felt something different. And I tried to try to discount it from my mind, like, oh, you just you just had the session. You're 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 just thinking that. But then I had another one, and I felt something similar, if not even better. Um, and for me, and I'm curious, when you work with somebody, do you pull things out? Like for example, when I had the first Reiki session, virtual, I didn't even talk to the practitioner. We just text. And she said, be in a comfortable spot, 8 o'clock night. Uh, I will reach back to you in about 45 minutes when I'm done. And I did. And I did think I felt something. I was just sitting on the couch from head to toe. I thought I felt something going back and forth. But I was like, man, maybe it's just you. She texted me after she was done and said, I needed to share this with you. And I'm like, what? She said, I don't know what it is. But when I was doing the session on you, I had a visual of you taking me in a small boat and we were looking among the reeds and weeds in, in some water and looking at the sea life and you were pointing things out and she goes, I don't know. I figured I'd share that with you, but yeah, I don't know what it means. Well, my, my Zen spot is going kayaking in, in salt water, in the reeds and the weeds. There's no way she would have been able to see that on Facebook or whatever. And that, that was my, Hmm. This stuff is real. <laughs> she must have tapped into my energy and knew that I was thinking that. Yes. Uh, that I've had a few experiences of that myself. Um, some of the clients I work with, they will have particular issues going on, and we made a talk about it ahead of time, but they won't want to disclose all the details and particulars, and I completely respect it. Sure. Well, at the end of the session, I'll ask them, is this the area that you were having an issue with? And they're like, how would you figure that out? It's like, I when you are working with energy, you're listening to the body, you're listening to the energy, spirit, guidance, and sometimes information just comes across. It's not perfect. It's not something with everyone, but it happens, and it's usually something that that person really does want to talk about, but they're usually not ready to break the ice. And we're all very skeptical, and we're all very quiet and private. So, you know, it's it's understandable. But then once you start realizing that this stuff can help you and is real, uh, then life starts to change for you. And, and you, you figure out that there's something out there that, that is maybe more powerful than us. But we're, like you said earlier, you can't see it, so it's not tangible. Yeah. Um, tell me about some of the other modalities that uh, that you work with. I know that... Yoga and breathing, uh, breath work, very impactful. Mm-hmm. How about that? So um, yoga, I found yoga through breath work. So with Reiki, I noticed that during a Reiki session, my breath would go a certain way. And so I got curious and started researching what is breath work. And, well, breath work obviously usually leads into yoga because yoga is about holding postures, getting into your breath, and finding balance. Well, breath work increased the sensitivity in my my abilities within Reiki and then the yoga helped 
the way I like to describe yoga, it's a gentle knocking of sediment off of the body. So imagine you've been sitting in the bottom of a pond or like a riverbed for a while and the sand is kind of built up over you. And yoga is the natural process of slowly getting that movement back in your body. Most of the time we go too hard, too fast. The yoga is the side that's really gentle and slow. What do you say to people when it comes to yoga that feel that they're, they don't have the athletic ability or mobility or anything like that? Um, that's actually usually my, I use myself for that example. You don't have the athletic ability, you'll never get there. It's the same thing like with the toddler. They start off by crawling and they support themselves until they can finally move into the position. Yoga has thousands of positions and each one is meant to be a progression. You start off with one you can do and you keep doing it and eventually you will get there. It's just like a marathon runner. They don't start off running a marathon. They start off by walking laps around a track. Breath work, I hear, is so in, incredibly important, but we don't realize it. Um, tell us your thoughts on that. Breath work, to me, is the most important thing. Um, you can go seven days without water. You can go a month without food. You can only go about five minutes without air. So breath work being that it's part of something that is so important for life, connecting with your breath, nothing else really goes on there. It is just an exchange of air. It's an exchange of energy. Breath work is very simple, and so it helps calm the mind. Um, Several researchers have shown different types of breathings. Um, A box breath is my favorite to teach people. Six uh, seconds in, six second hold, six seconds out, and six second hold again. You can do it in fives, sevens, eights, whatever you're comfortable with. And that hold will actually help regulate your heart in a stressful situation. It'll help slow down your heartbeat and calm your mind. Just, it's so simple, but it's so effective. Yeah. You know, uh, I've often heard that even just three breaths can basically be a reset button. Yes. Even scientifically proven. And it's funny, I didn't have a very close relationship with my dad. My parents got divorced when I was very young. But he said two things to me, and I never forgot them. The first one was learn to read. The second thing was breathe, take some deep breaths, remember to breathe later in life. And I'm talking in the last three or four years, that's where I realized, wow, okay. When you take that time to reset with, with your breath, it totally changes everything. Yeah, it really does. And it's doesn't take much time at all. No, no. And you can do it anywhere. You could be in a, you could be in a business meeting. You could be at work. You could be stressed out, have anxiety, for that moment. Nobody knows that you're taking deep breaths. Uh, and there was a, I had a boss at one point um, and we became really close friends in the beginning. He was a little standoffish, but I would always see him just like <sighs> let air out. Like even when people are having conversations with him, he would do it publicly. Like you would see him do it. Now I get it. <laughs> and guess what? Guess what? He started doing yoga in the last six or so years because he had some, he was diagnosed with a heart defect and needed surgery like immediately to save his life. Had no idea. It was just a routine exam. From the point of his healing to now, he started doing yoga. And this guy, I would never think do yoga. He says it, it has completely, completely changed his life. So yeah, it, uh, it definitely helps your recovery and helps you heal. Hey, when you work with people, uh, Yeshua, how does it work? You've, I guess you first hear their story and then kind of decide what modality would work best for them? 
Yeah, that is absolutely it. Um, I pull on a lot of my experiences with being in the service. I met a lot of different types of people and had to work with a lot of different uh, individuals for fitness. And so I kind of took that experience in with that. I get to know the individual, the client, what their needs are, what is their goal. For some people, it's just Reiki. If someone's trying to get certain mobility back in their life, I'll recommend different yoga routines. Um, depending on if they're wanting to lose weight or encourage circulation, there will be different Ayurvedic practices, uh, principles or Chinese herbal medicines that I'll recommend. It just depends on what the person wants. It, one size fits all doesn't work, and so I try to take a more one-on-one -on -one approach. Do you feel that you might have some intuition? Yes. And that might help you decide what modality that you should pick for, for whoever you're working with? I usually trust my intuition as much as best I can. It's what brought me here. So I haven't stirred me wrong yet. Right. Yeah, it's funny when we talk about intuition, you know, the gut feeling. Knowing when to interpret the gut feeling and have that faith, have that trust in yourself that when you feel something, yeah, it's, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's right. I'm going to go with it. Um, it sounds like you have somewhat mastered that. And I think we're all a work in progress. Uh, what's, when you get a gut feeling, how do you know that it's the right way to go? Um, the more experiences you have where you've run into it, where the hair stands up on the back of your neck, when the hair will stand up on your arms, or you suddenly get this gut feeling to turn left now, and you're going on a route you normally wouldn't, you'd never turn left there. But you go ahead and do it, and then you realize you get to miss an entire accident, or it just took you out of harm's way. Having enough of those experiences through life and realizing that that is your intuition, you start to trust it more. And then you can start to listen to more subtle nudges instead of ones that are really, really big. Somebody told me that if you really want to really know your intuition is start with the little things. Like think to yourself, all right, what am I going to do for dinner tonight? Do I want Italian? Do I want Chinese? And, and gravitate between the two and find what answer is stronger for you because I believe that we have the answer inside of us. We know the answer to every situation, every problem, but we don't, we don't trust our intuition. We don't go inside. So that's somebody told me just practice on those uh, little things. That actually brings me to something I, I usually tell people to, do to start learning their intuition. Um, food. When you go to the grocery store, go through the produce area and touch your food, stand mm. around it. And if you feel your mouth start to salivate around a certain produce, grab that one. It means your body usually needs something that's in it, a nutrient. Your body knows what it needs, and that's how it will tell you. And then figure out a recipe based on the ingredients that call out to you. That's the way I get people to start trusting their intuition because they're being guided by their body and they're listening to what it needs. Yes. And, and to me, that sounds like it's, we're talking about energy here once again because the energy coming from that particular produce – and, and we can even go granular here. It could be that pepper, this one over that one, that particular one, maybe radiating certain energy that uh, mm -hmm. connects with you. And that's why you should pick that one. Um, do you ever Reiki? Do you ever Reiki your food? All the time. Um, Reiki is just a universal energy. It's just a positive healing, a help and uplift. So it, I use it when I'm watering my yard. It, I'll use it on my food, on anything. Wow. You know, it's funny. I was cleaning out my car the other day. Somebody gave me a, a, a card. It was pre-printed. They had them done. And it says, please accept this card 
of positive Reiki energy, um, something like it shall support you, etc. Um, I forgot I had it, and it I don't know what it is, but it means something to me that I couldn't even throw it out. It's like it goes up under my sun visor. <laughs> um, I don't like you said, I feel something from it. Um, and like it could be, it could be certain food. Like you said, if you salivate when you look at it or you, you're in the presence of it, it's your body calling out to it and it calling back to you. Uh, how do we, how do we engage you, Yeshua? If somebody wants to maybe talk about some of the stuff you offer, learn, I mean, there's a lot of deep stuff here. If you've never uh, practiced yeah. it before, how do they do that? So I have a social, most of the uh, major social media accounts. I have Facebook. Instagram, TikTok, where I try to put videos up on different topics that I'm trying to talk about. Um, I also have my website, zinscompass.com, the email, zinscompass at gmail.com, and the phone number is listed on the website. It's a journey. It's uh, personal growth that we're talking about, and it's nobody's going to get any of that unless they take a step, and that is just go to the, go to the website, Zens. It's Zens with an S, correct? Yes, like you're following Zen's Compass. Got it. Okay, zenscompass.com. Start the conversation. I have to tell you, I am blown away by the changes that you made, your, the health changes, the weight changes that you made in your life in a very short period of time. Uh, congratulations on that, Yeshua. Thank you. It really, it speaks volumes for what these modalities, call them tools, if you will, Reiki, yoga, the Ayurvedic principles, uh, herbal medicine, all of that, what it can do for you and, and help you move your life forward. And uh, to lose the amount of weight that you lost in that period of time, uh, there it is. <laughs> it's right there in front of you. And that's, that's what you said, that that was your aha moment. So uh, congrats again. Appreciate you being here. Lots to talk about next time we get together. And uh, once again, thank you for being here. You're very welcome. Thank you for having me. We will be right back. Broadcasting from the business capital of the world, this is the Podcast Business News Network. Hey, Dad, how do airplanes fly? What's in this box? Can I touch this? Where does sand come from? Is this tree good for climbing? What happens if I mix these two things together? How are babies made? What does this thing do? Kids are curious about everything, including guns. Talking to them about gun safety in your home is a good first step, but you can do more. Always keep your guns locked, unloaded, and stored separately from ammunition. Storing your guns securely is the best way to prevent family fire, including unintentional shootings. For more information on safe gun storage and ways to keep your family safe, visit endfamilyfire.org. That's endfamilyfire.org. What do we keep in the attic? What's this thing called? Can I ride my bike backwards? Like I said, kids are curious. It's up to us to keep them safe. Brought to you by N Family Fire, Brady, and the Ad Council.